I'm Jeff MacArthur, and thanks to supply chain bottlenecks and labor shortages that show no signs of easing anytime soon, there is news today that Canada's food manufacturers are actually set to cut food capacity. So what does that mean exactly for you, for Canadian families over the next couple of weeks as you head to the grocery store? Let's welcome in Sylvain Charlebois, the food professor from Dalhousie University, who joins us now. Sylvain, good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right. First off, uh, why are food manufacturers getting set to cut capacity? Is it just a case of like most industries, there's a current labor shortage? Yes, uh, that's one reason. Uh, the other reason, of course, is that they uh, they are having uh, issues uh, having access to ingredients. Essentially, when you manufacture food products, you'll use several uh, inputs, ingredients, and access to ingredients has been a challenge. Uh, now, the border uh, has, there is a vaccine mandate at the border for Canadian truckers. And starting on Saturday, we will see a vaccine mandate uh, impacting uh, truckers going into the United States as well. So the border itself, which is quite critical from a food security perspective in North America, uh, has seen its first public health measure. And so we don't know to what extent it's impacting uh, the food industry overall, but we are expecting many manufacturers to have some problems uh, getting certain ingredients, both sides of the border. And would you say with the supply chain bottleneck that's been uh, persistent, it seems for some time now, these labor shortages and what you just mentioned regarding the trucking industry, are we kind of seeing, Sylvain, a bit of a perfect storm, if you will? Well, yes, absolutely. So uh, before Omicron, uh, which seems uh, like a decade ago, uh, before Omicron, uh, I mean, the food industry was really experiencing uh, what I would call uh, supply chain fatigue. You're, you were already seeing uh, empty shelves. I was seeing them. Maybe perhaps most people didn't. I did, I did see them and I was actually quite, uh, I wasn't really shocked or anything. I was expecting that. But Omicron was, uh, was a was a, um, a a punch to the gut of the industry really it has slowed things way down essentially because you have to do the same things with 20 percent 30 percent fewer people around and you you do have perishable ingredients in in many cases so you really have to move uh things along and if you can't then you'll end up wasting a lot of food and, uh, and you can't execute as, as fast either. And so all of these things are happening uh, as we're going through January and February when we import a lot of food from the U.S. So we import for maybe $25, $26 billion Canadian per, per year from the U.S. Uh, and... 70% of it actually will go through the border on, on wheels uh, uh, with truckers. And a lot of it actually happens right now from November to, to March. So that's why right now we're at a very, very critical point for, uh, for grocers uh, and, of course, for manufacturers as well. You mentioned that you saw some empty store shelves. You weren't overly uh, surprised. We're hearing more and more reports of that uh, from people. They're going into their local grocery store and seeing some items not available, some empty store shelves. What yeah. sort of items are likely not to be there or are going to disappear, do you think, from grocery store shelves over the next few weeks? 
I think procuring produce is going to be a challenge. We do import a lot of produce from the U.S. right now. The center of the store also, we do import a lot of finished goods, finished uh, food products. Uh, so dry goods, pasta, cookies, crackers, you name it. So a lot of these products are, are, are from the U.S. or will go through the U.S., and so we're expecting empty shelves in that area of, of the grocery store as well. Uh, in meat, probably, uh, sporadically, we're expecting holes. Dairy, not so much, uh, and bakery either. So there are places that in the grocery store where things should be okay. And, and frankly, I'll be honest with you, I think Canadians can still walk into a grocery store and, and buy what they need. It's just right now, you can't really expect perfection. Uh, the supply chain is a mess right now. So you want to uh, adjust your expectations uh, as, as a consumer walking into a grocery store from now, I'd say until probably until we're at least done with Omicron's wrath uh, and, and pro possibly the winter. Okay, you say adjust your expectations, but uh, we know human nature being what it is, uh, that uh, we might see panic buying. Are you concerned that this news is going to ignite another round of panic buying? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I am concerned. I can feel that media is also concerned as well, going back to March 2020. Uh, but the the scenario that we're seeing right now is very different than what we saw in 2020. Uh, in, in March of 2020, uh, shortages were demand induced uh it was really demand induced and so people walked in panic bought a lot of a lot of products and, and of course you saw uh the service sector the food service sector just uh shut down uh, overnight so that demand shifted to retail uh, i don't think we'll ever see that again uh so that really triggered uh some panic buying and of course shortages this time around this is not what we're seeing right now this is a very uh problematic situation uh we are looking at factors impacting our capacity to have access to food that's basically what's going on right now so um I'm of the mind that we need to be uh, truthful and forthcoming with Canadians. I actually think that uh, that it's important for them to know that uh, that the supply chain is really experiencing some major challenges. Uh, but again, it's not making Canada food insecure. Uh, so we, we don't have any reason to panic. Uh, but like I said, if you are expecting a perfection out there, uh, you're, 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 I guess your thoughts are, are a little bit misguided. <laughs> okay. Well, as you mentioned, manage your expectations over the next few weeks and months. But having said that, if we still have supply chain problems, Sylvan, and we have food manufacturers cutting capacity and demand is obviously going to remain constant because we all need to eat. Uh, we're, we're talking about uh, food here, essentials. Uh, when we talk about managing expectations, is one of the things that Canadian consumers need to expect is higher prices when they go into the grocery store for the next little yes. while? Yeah, absolutely. So yesterday we saw uh, Statistics Canada uh, release uh, its December numbers. And frankly, uh, those numbers made more sense to me than numbers we saw uh, earlier last year. So the food inflation rate in December was at 5.7%. I, I still think it's higher than that. 
Uh, and it's probably going to get higher uh, because of what we're experiencing right now. And don't forget, in, in February, uh, dairy farmers are getting more money for their milk, which means that to produce cheese, um, to produce yogurt uh, and, and milk, uh, it's costing more. And so we're expecting the dairy sector section of the grocery store, which has been a non-story for our last couple of years, uh, to become uh, really uh, the inflation driver, the inflationary driver at the grocery store uh, for 2022. So we're, we're not out of the woods. It's going to cost more to buy food. Uh, the one thing, though, that you want to keep in mind is that even though food prices are going up, you don't have to spend more on food. If you're strategic, if you're careful, if you buy products that are, say, about to expire or not as fresh, the Enjoy Tonight deals, and most importantly, if you reduce waste at home, you will save money. And because supply chains are running very slowly right now, a lot of the stuff that's, uh, that's, that you can find at the grocery store is not as fresh as it used to. So if you, if you go and hoard or panic buy, it's going to cost you even more because you're going to end up having to throw out a lot of food. So if you, mm-hmm. I, think, I think it's important for Canadians to remain disciplined here. All right. Some good advice. So then appreciate the time. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Sylvain Charlebois is the food professor from Dalhousie University. And we're back after this break. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna. And I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan. And I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.